Welcome to the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, a podcast all about leadership, change, and personal growth. The goal? To help you lead like never before in your church or in your business. And now, your host, Carrie Newhoff. Well, hey, everybody, and Happy New Year. Welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. It's Carrie here, and today it's just me. Because I have been hearing from leaders for a couple of years now just about the absolute grind you guys have been under. And so my team and I thought, hey, for January 1st, let's put together an episode where I share some productivity strategies. And today, I want to do something I haven't talked about a lot. I want to talk about how to boost your productivity by keeping people, especially the wrong people, from eating up all your time. And uh, this is a problem I struggled with for many, many years. And I want to share with you a strategy and also make you aware of a brand new resource that we're launching. But I'm going to give you some very specific teaching in this episode. And it's just me. No interview, no nothing. It's also shorter. So this isn't like 90 minutes of me. And everyone breathes a big sigh of relief for that. But just uh, hopefully a short teaching that really, really helps you make progress. Because I am very concerned with the uh, level of exhaustion that leaders have been through. We are moving into, as much as I even hate saying this, our third year of crisis leadership. And uh, I care about you. I, I want you to be well. I want you actually to be better in 2023 and 2022 than you are right now. And I think that's possible. And I want to help. So I thought I would give you this short episode that hopefully will help because if you're like me and and you know you're like okay what what are you going to do I'll walk you through some strategies on how to deal with people because what I find is that I have a plan for the day and I think okay I'm going to get all this stuff done and when I look back on it I realize I've responded to everyone else but not what I was supposed to do so that can be through text messages that can be through emails that can be through knocks on the door that can be from people pulling you into situations and saying, hey, we need your help on this. It can be people having crises and emergencies that keep interrupting you. So this episode is all about how to keep people, especially the wrong people, and I'll explain what that means from eating up all your time. I hope it really helps you. And uh, I also want to let you know that I've got a lot more help your way starting right now. I've got a brand new course to help you make progress in 2022. Uh, As you know, I released a book a few months ago called At Your Best, but this week I'm releasing the complete At Your Best course. So the course starts by covering the basics of setting up your productive life, things I talked about in the book. However, it goes way beyond that. It covers seven advanced productivity principles and strategies I have not released anywhere else. And these are the strategies I use every day to help me accomplish everything I need to get done including bonus episodes. And tonight, I'm going to dinner with friends out of town with my wife. So how do you get that kind of life where you have margin? You can do a lot of projects. You can work less and accomplish more. I share all of the secrets in At Your Best, the course. So you can go to atyourbestcourse.com. The current pricing and offers expire on Thursday, January 6th. So don't miss out. You can just go to atyourbestcourse.com. And if you like what you hear, there is a lot more inside the course, including seven strategies I haven't shared anywhere else. And uh, there's stuff I simply use every day and top leaders use every day. So head on over to atyourbestcourse.com. You want a sneak peek? Okay. I'm going to tell you about the gray zone inside the course, what it is, how to avoid it. I will show you how to trim and reduce your time spent in meetings. 
I'll show you how to handle emergencies so they don't derail your day or derail every day and how to craft and take meaningful time off, plus a lot more. So that's at yourbestcourse.com. But in the meantime, let's get to the heart of today and talk about what about people? What do you do about people who keep interrupting your day? And here's what I'm really concerned about. You know, people are not a problem, but they often present as the problem in your day. And the challenge that I see for a lot of leaders is so many leaders have nothing left to give because they've given it all away to people who honestly weren't helped by the interaction. If you look back on your last year and you think about all the time you spent um, trying to help people, counseling people, meeting with people, people who wanted your time, perhaps doing events, or just, you know, it's like, hey, can we have a meeting? You're like, yep. So much of your energy is spent with nothing left to give because you've given it away to people who honestly weren't helped by the interaction. And I want to drill down by that. And you know who pays the price for that, right? When you mismanage your time, the people that you want to spend the most time with, if you're married, your spouse, if you're a parent, your kids, if you're single, your best friends, your family, you know, whoever, the people that you're like, oh, I got to cancel the dinner because I got to work or, you know, I'm so far behind. I just can't go out this weekend. And that's what happens. Or you come home and you are home, but you're not home because you're exhausted. And not only are you exhausted, you have all this work that people just consumed your day, you know, so you can get your your work done. And now while your family is trying to have some personal time, you're secretly looking at your phone, answering emails, or you've got your laptop propped open. And it's like, I'm going to write that message now because I got no other time to do it. So how do you end the vicious cycle? So I want to share a few principles with you that have really helped me. This took me years to figure out And uh, I hope we can do it in just a few minutes to help you. So principle number one is simply this. The people who most want to meet with you are rarely the people you most need to meet with. I'm going to say that one more time. The people who most want to meet with you are rarely the people you most need to meet with. And if you think about your leadership, that is the truth, right? (laughs) There are two categories of people you should be investing less time in and almost none of your prime time in. One is the people you feel you should meet with because, well, things aren't going well, or people who are in a crisis because they want your attention. In other words, hey, my marriage is not going well. Can we meet to talk about it? We got money problems. Can we grab a coffee? Hey, I'm just struggling in X. Can we talk about it? And then there are people that you're like, oh, I got some low performers on my team. I got to meet with them. So let's take that category first. And I call that the people you feel you need to meet with but don't want to. Okay, so think about the return on your time investment when you try to help the people you feel you should meet with. Often the common denominator is that they are underperforming. The employee who's always late to work or the salesperson who isn't closing many deals or you know maybe the accounts manager or if you're in a church setting, the worship leader who's always late or the staff member who's just not delivering. Now, if you think about it, there are employees that you can have one meeting with and you're like, okay, we can't have you being late anymore. And then they're on time. They're not a problem. That was a good investment of time. But you have people in your organization that you meet with regularly who are chronic underperformers. You coach them, they're still late. You told them, hey, you got to pull up your socks. Their socks are still down. I don't even know if that's an expression, but you know what I mean. Like, it's like, oh, okay, I'll have another meeting. And then you have another meeting and you have another meeting. And January becomes February, becomes March. And it's like, should I leave this person alone? Listen, stop for a minute and just look at that. How much of your week do you spend with people like that? Your chronic underperformers. Because your return on that investment apparently is close to zero. 
your motivational talk last month didn't make a difference. So maybe you say, okay, I'll just go harder at it next week. It still doesn't make a difference. And surprise, surprise, in all likelihood, you're going to be back at it again next month and the month after. And here's the sad reality. Some people don't want to get better. They just want your time. Clinical psychologist John Townsend said people like this have a flat learning curve. So it's not that you should have zero time for people with flat learning curves, but they shouldn't take up your prime time when neither you nor they see any results. So this isn't true just at work. It can be true at home. You got that friend who always has problems and they're always taking up your spare time that you should be spending with your kids or you should be spending doing something else. And so what do you do? Um, I would suggest (laughs) that you stop having those meetings. And you're like, well, Carrie, I can't. These people are on my team. Well, wait a minute. First of all, if you have met with them, I don't know, five times, 10 times, and you're not seeing progress, meeting with them again isn't going to bring about progress. So one of two things, either number one, you are not the right person to coach them and you need to assign them to someone else. Or perhaps it's time for that person to find something else to do because clearly they're not performing at a high level. Or the third option, I guess, and I wouldn't recommend this is you just let the status quo lie. But clearly, if that is eating up your time, it is not a good use of your time. And to be honest, it's not a good use of their time. So stop having those kinds of meetings. You can meet two or three times to try to fix a problem. If you haven't fixed the problem, that should be the end of your meeting time because either they need to go, you need to go, or something needs to change. But meeting perpetually with people like that, not going to help. So that brings us to the second category, the people who want to meet with you but don't need to. So think about your messages, your inbox, the texts you get, the Facebook messages, Instagram messages you get. Hey, can I pick your brain? Hey, can we hang out? Hey, can I talk to you about this? Or, you know, what you'll find often is there are meetings you want to take. And by all means, take those meetings. We're going to talk about that. But then there are those people that you're like, I don't know, I don't really want to meet with them, but I guess I should. I'm a pastor, I'm their boss, or, you know, their client, their customer, whatever your your situation is. Um, And often what you'll discover is that there's some frequent flyers in that list. And when I look back over how I squandered time early in my leadership, I realized that the kind of people who always wanted to meet with me for no particular purpose um, were draining people. And here's a partial list of the kinds of people who will often make those requests. I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm just trying to be realistic. Drama queens or kings whose lives are a never-ending saga of turbulence. You know the kind of person I'm talking about. How about this? Perpetually angry or bitter people who are looking for a sounding board. Or a third option, addicts who don't want help. I'm not talking about substance abuse, but just they're addicted to whatever, you know, could be serial church shopping, but they don't want help. They, they, they just want to monopolize your time. Chronic complainers, they always got to complain. Something's always wrong. Uh, another category, people who won't take responsibility for their lives or their actions. It's always someone else's fault. It's never them. Or people who have a lot of time on their hands and no purpose or direction, right? I got nothing to do. How about I spend some time with you? And meanwhile, you're like, I, I, I got other stuff to do. I actually have stuff I've got to do. So that those people, and you can probably think of some more categories, are the people who want to meet with you, but don't need to. Now, what do you need to do with those people? How do you respond? And for me, even as a pastor, what I realized is, oh, if I'm meeting with people like that on a regular basis, I'm never going to meet with my best performers, never going to meet with uh, the team that I need to meet with, and it's eating into my personal time. 
So back to where we started, if you spend most of your time with draining people, you'll live much of your life feeling drained. So what you have to do is set some firm boundaries and say, as much as I'd like to, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to meet with you. That's what I do most of the time now. And a lot of you are probably like, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. So here's, here's a hack. If you're like faint of heart in that area, here's what you do. You make two time slots available a week and you define the time. Um, so what I would suggest is, you know, let's say Tuesday at three o'clock and Thursday at one o'clock, you have two slots a week. And then when somebody asks you to pick your brain or whatever, and you don't have perhaps the courage or feel the calling to just say, I'm not meeting with that person, you say, uh, I can meet you Thursday at one. And they're like, oh, I can't do that. Okay, how about the following Tuesday at three? It's like, okay, I'll meet with you then. And you make it a very defined period and you go. And you're like, well, I got more people who want to meet with me than that. But that is your available time for that. That's it. And if they say, I want to meet this week, you say, sorry, uh, my week is full. What about next week? What about three weeks from now? And that's going to do a couple of things. Number one, it greatly limits your time. And it gets you into what Andy Stanley, a frequent guest on this podcast, has taught. And, and I try to practice as well. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. So then you can do that. And secondly, it also communicates the message that you're available, but like not at their beck and call. Because if you're dealing with drama kings and queens or perpetually bitter people or chronic complainers, believe it or not, they will take all of your time to do that. So just put it in a slot and let it go. Now, what do you do with all the time you just freed up? Because you're no longer meeting with chronic underperformers or chronic complainers, or you've got those in very defined categories for the second group we talked about. Then you do what you should do with your people time. You invest in your best. See, you've got top staff, you got top leaders, you have top volunteers, you have top donors who would love to meet with you. They would love to meet with you. Are you kidding me? Like if you're like, hey, can we have lunch? They'd be like, yeah, all day long, no problem. And, and you think about it, when you meet with a top staff person, how do you leave the meeting feeling? You feel energized, you feel totally empowered and they are grateful for it. So what you do is you put a couple of slots in your calendar every week for your people time, your meeting time, and you say, all right, I'm going to track down donor X, or I'm going to meet with this top performer. I'm going to meet with this critical volunteer. And you go out and you have no particular agenda. You just say, thank you. You talk about the mission. You talk about their life. Uh, and you know what'll happen is your best people will get better. They will be so grateful for the investment. They'll be so thankful for the time from you. And you will be in a place where you're like, man, I can't wait for that you know, Tuesday afternoon meeting, or I can't wait for the Wednesday lunch with so-and-so. Like You're going to be excited. Your whole team is going to move forward. You know what that is? That's an application of the Pareto Principle. The Pareto Principle says you will get 80% of your results from 20% of your people. So you think about that. And what a lot of leaders do is they reverse it. They spend 80% of the time with their bottom 20%, not their top 20%. And what you should be doing is just saying, I'm going to burn that script. I'm not going to do that anymore. Chronic underperformers, I don't know what to do, but clearly I'm not helping you. You either got to let them go or let someone else coach them to a better level. And you've got to cut the ties with the drama queens and kings and the chronic complainers and uh, make sure that that fits at bare minimum into a very small slot of your work week. And then you've got lots of time left over for your best, the top 20%. Now, this isn't a meritocracy. Some of you are particularly, you know, pastors, you're going to say, well, isn't that playing favorites? Look, Jesus played favorites. He, he did. 
You're like, no, he didn't. Absolutely he did. Uh, because if you read the scriptures, you will see that he had hundreds of disciples. But And you're like, great, he spent all kinds of time with the hundreds of disciples. No, no, no. Because he had a group of 70 or 72, depending on where you're reading. And we don't know much about them. And we don't know much about the hundreds of disciples. They all left anyway by the time the cross came along. But he had a dozen. And in that dozen, he had three that he spent the most time with. And in that three, he spent one. And one of the reasons, not the only reasons, the church is still going 2,000 years later is because Jesus decided to play favorites. I'm going to give it all to these 12. They're going to, we're going to spend so much time together. And Peter, I got a special place for you. James and John, yep, we're going to hang out. And the world's history was changed because of what Jesus did. Now, he was available at times, but I mean, you think, okay, well, that's still unfaithful, Carrie. I don't know. Read the gospel through this lens. And I'm talking to Christians here for a minute. If you're not a person of faith, just realize even Jesus did this, okay? But but there are stories in the gospel. And if you read through the Bible like I do every year, watch for this, where the crowds are pressing up against Jesus. And he goes, okay, that's it. We're going to go. There were more people to be healed. And he's like, that's it. I'm at my limit. And then he would go and disappear and pray overnight and restore himself. And he would come back and he would have fresh energy and fresh time for the tasks ahead. And you think about the impact he made in the three years he had on earth, it literally changed the history of the world. And so he practiced, I'm not claiming this is a formula of Jesus, I wouldn't do that, but I mean, he practiced very similar tactics. And if you left 2021 exhausted, if you were tired, if you were to the place where it's like, I just can't do this anymore, I want you to try to make these changes. Stop supporting underperformers, just cut the ties, whatever that needs to do. Stop meeting with chronic complainers and and people who are just always adding drama to your life or put them in a very narrow slot on your calendar, maybe an hour a week, maybe two, that's it, and start investing in your best. And what you'll realize is that you're way more energized. Number two, it creates way better boundaries for your church. Didn't talk about that yet. Number three, you're going to go home and you're going to have some energy left in the tank for the people that matter the most. And that's what I'm really concerned about. I mean, leaders, you've been leading, we've been leading at an unsustainable pace now for years. And I just want to remind you that this week, I have a brand new course that I would love for you to enroll in because it's going to help you make progress. I'll even give you a 30-day money-back guarantee. Try it, dive in. If it doesn't work, I will give you every penny back, no questions asked. But it's the productivity system I've used for the last almost 16 years And it is finally together in one place in the complete At Your Best course. So I'm going to cover some of the things that I covered in the book At Your Best. If you bought the book, the course gives you not only a video companion to the book, it will give you seven strategies that are not in the book. These are advanced productivity principles and strategies I haven't released anywhere else. And uh, they're going to include how to trim and reduce your time spent in meetings, how to handle emergencies so they don't derail your day, how to craft and take meaningful time off, what the gray zone is and how to avoid it. I'm working on that every day. And again, not in the book, not in anything else you've seen. So if you're interested, and I hope you're interested, and you really want to take back your year, you want to make 2022 the year you want, make sure you check out the brand new complete at your best course with seven advanced productivity sessions that have never been released before. Head on over to atyourbestcourse.com. The current pricing and offers expire on Thursday, January 6th. 
don't miss out. Again, that's atyourbestcourse.com. And remember, here's just a few strategies that you'll learn in the course that I'm sharing with you today on people management. And I found since I've made these changes, huge, huge, huge gains. And there's so much more in the course. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. We are going to be back with Rick Warren for our next episode. Man, I'll tell you, it's going to be a killer January. I'm so excited for the podcast lineup and extremely grateful for you. I hope this helps. Happy New Year. So thankful for you. Check out atyourbestcourse.com and we'll catch you next time uh, on a regular episode. And I hope our time together today has helped you thrive in life and leadership. You've been listening to the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast. Join us next time for more insights on leadership, change, and personal growth to help you lead like never before.